the Luria Awards bringing together creatives from across the continent to celebrate the best in advertising. I'm really proud of the kind of work we've seen in 2019 bookmarks. This is about recognizing digital work. The award goes to the IAB Benchmarking of Digital Excellence Series. And the winner is... How to Win. Now, I think it was an incredibly thorough process. That's the way it feels. A podcast hosted by Nick Hammond and Johan Schweller. Welcome to the podcast, Work That Wins, hosted by myself, Nick Hammond. I've got a background in broadcasting. I'm here to mediate the conversation. And my co-host, Johan Schweller, an industry expert, will be posing questions to our two guests. Before we get into things, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to Mark One for coming on board and sponsoring the podcast. These guys have been making sense of technology-driven digital marketing before most. They're ahead of their game. They offer the full suite of paid media services, including programmatic media buying, paid social, search advertising, and while paid media is definitely at their core, they've evolved over the years, firstly establishing a fully-fledged digital creative unit, Mark One Labs, and then expanding their data and analytics, offering to provide clients true insights into their audiences and campaigns. And they've been in digital for over a decade. They're experts in ad tech. They offer strategic technology consulting solutions to businesses where they help audit and deploy the most cutting-edge ad tech and martech tools available globally. Do yourself a favor. Go check them out. Mark1.co.za. All right. Let's get to the podcast. The IAB Benchmarking of Digital Excellence Series. How to win. In today's podcast, our launch episode will be looking at the Bookmark Awards 2019 as a benchmark for digital excellence that reflects business excellence. The Bookmark Awards, for some context, seeks to recognize and reward digital excellence and empower all members of the digital media and marketing industry to be able to thrive in the digital economy. We're here in the interest of transparency, in the interest of growth and in the interest of equipping you with useful tools to be able to create work that wins. What works, what doesn't, what are judges looking for? Speaking of judges, our two guests joining myself and Johan this morning, Claire Trafankowska, who's head of digital for Absis South Africa from Carrot South Africa. She was the Bookmarks 2019 Performance Marketing Jury Chair. Welcome. Thank you for having me. And Ernst van der Maver, a judge in the Innovation Engineers category and Bookmark's 2019 IABSA Committee Chair. He's currently the Integrated Creative Director at Ogilvy Johannesburg. Welcome to the podcast. Do you know what I think would be good, just in the interest of kind of starting this off and contextualizing, it would be to say as, as judges, as people who decided to become involved in the bookmarks, why, in your opinion, are having awards like this important? I mean, what does it do for the industry, Claire? I think that it gives us a, a great benchmark, um, something to steer towards. Um, I think when you're isolated in an agency, whether it's a creative agency, you work in certain clients, you're limited ex to your exposure. Um, and these kinds of awards bring to the fore the best of, uh, of breed, the best of creativity. I mean, to your point, work that works. Um, some that doesn't, <laughs> um, some that tries really hard. Um, and it's from the awards that we were able as a as an industry to benchmark ourselves and look to the future what are the advancements um you know what to repeat what not to do again and that's something the exact same question to you why did you want to get involved in something like this why is it important yeah i think i mean specifically from the iab's point of view i think there's a it's very important for us to be able to set that benchmark, as Claire's mentioned. But, um, you know, I think as a bureau, the onus often falls on us to to set sort of best practice, uh, those kinds of things. I think awards are the best way for us to show that in practice. Um, and I guess also to make the guys who are making great work famous for it. Um, 
I think I think there is an element of making sure that the great talent in our industry does have uh, some exposure as well. So uh, I took a look at the judging criteria, and one thing that I noticed is there's this massive emphasis on wanting to build the local industry. And then I, I took a list, uh, look at the list of people who'd won this year, and you, you, you kind of get the sense that there's four or five big players that really sort of stand out. In your perspective, I mean, should that not be the case? I mean, what can we do to encourage smaller agencies to be able to have kind of more of a fighting chance in something like the bookmarks? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess my question would be why you ask that question in the first place. I mean, I know that it often appears as though the little guys aren't as, as well represented. Um, I think there probably be a few very good reasons for that. One of them is culturally. I think a lot of the big groups who are internationally affiliated have a lot of incentives tied to award entries and have targets set against that. Um, I think on, an, on, on another sort of note, a lot of the small companies are sort of busy keeping the lights on and often don't have the time or the opportunity or I suppose the opportunity for the kind of bravery that that is needed to sometimes push into uncharted territory. You know, when you have one tentpole client, chances are you're not going to be taking risks with that piece of business. And I think, yeah, I mean, having worked in some small shops before, um, as much as you'd love to, sometimes it's a bit of a luxury. I, I think that's an interesting question, though, because... You know, looking at some of the case studies that came out of the bookmarks, um, and the, and just contextually being the bookmarks historically being a performance-related r- award ceremony, um, there's a lot of work there from smaller agencies that really performed well. You know, I mean, is that a, not an issue with the way that we judge the work, the way that the um, you know the criteria for winning is set up, that they don't really have the right. Uh, positioning, you know, inside of those award ceremonies. I mean, it's easy to look at wars and get get swayed by flashy videos because, you know, agencies, you know, the big agencies, you know, have lots of money to invest into these case studies and these case films. But do we do enough diligence on the ground when it comes to the judging to see and make sure that the work they did actually is good enough for even just a bronze or a, or a silver rather than seeing, you know, the top five agencies dominating the whole awards list? I mean, I'd, I'd agree with you both. Um, I do think that when it comes to the international affiliations, um, not only do they have uh, sort of the KPIs linked to awards um, and having sort of the big ticket clients who tend to push you. I mean, every client wants to be famous um, and every agency wants to do that for their clients. Um, but you made a really good point, Chahan, in terms of um, I do think that sometimes we get swayed by the, the sexy creative. And it is the bigger agencies, sort of the traditional big five, big six, um, that have the the capacity, the capability and the resources to create the entries that they do. Um, And then I question our roles as judges um, and uh, sort of the the panellists. Do we we see far enough through the creative sizzle um, and actually get to the crux of the work? Um, Or do we get swayed by that beautiful video that we've seen? Um, because, you know, the reality is, is uh, you know, the small fish just, just don't have the resources. And I absolutely agree with the fact that, I mean, you're not going to take the risks and be brave um, when that is your, your, your meal ticket. I mean, I would sort of, I'm tempted to play devil's advocate here as well and go, you know, a lot of the local guys who've, who've become the giants of our industry, the Joe Publics, the Metropolitan Republics, I mean, the list is endless of guys who did start small and did win awards and and got big that way. So I don't think that the industry or the system is closed at all to that uh, 
possibility. Um, but I think it would be dangerous for us to shift our idea of where that benchmark lies in favor of seeming inclusive. I think a big part of what makes awards worth winning and worth entering um, is is that consistency and and that integrity of the benchmark that we set as an industry. What about, you know, in the case of... Um it seemed to me like there were quite a lot of categories that, that were not awarded at all. Um, and I suppose we would all agree that we can assume that there's a belief that we need to be pushing in this sector. Is is the feeling that the work is just not good enough? Is that overly you know, simplistic? Or how do we balance the, the benchmark between international standards and, and the local incentive so is that there's not this feeling of despondency? Look, I think... A lot of a lot of what what affects whether some whether anyone wins with, within a category or not, also um, has something to do with how new that category is. Uh, sometimes new categories, especially in the digital space, aren't well understood. Um, it might be in something that's only recently become a buzzword and is slightly misappropriated still in the industry. And so some of the entries that you get aren't quite hitting the mark. And to award that might um, have some long-standing. Um, legacy issues. If if we if we started to reinforce some of that behaviour, right? Um, like if you look look back ten years ago, the kind of stuff we were awarding in the digital categories, some of that would have constituted astroturfing in today's terms. Mm-hmm. So um, I think what we deem innova- innovative, I think um, how we term things, I think how we educate the industry on what excellence looks like in those spaces. I think there's a lot of work to be done there. I think we have an interesting job ahead of us in terms of how quickly it changes as well and to make sure that we are exposing excellence in that space as early as possible so that we're getting more interesting work entered in subsequent years. But um, yeah, sometimes it is like sometimes they just don't make the cut. But wouldn't the, wouldn't the counterpoint be that the reason you would create a new category is to create incentives for agencies to drive clients into that space so that we can catch up with international standards, which in fairness, I think in a lot of the categories, to your point, we are lacking in. So I would say that is there not an argument to be made to go and say, actually, in a category like games or VR, I can't off the top of my head remember which ones there weren't in. I think VR specifically was one uh, to award, even if you award small just to create the incentive to go, we appreciate your efforts, because it sends two messages, right? It sends a message to the agency that the work that you've done um, is recognized, even not on a grand scale, but on a broader sense, it sends a message to clients who, who we just acknowledge wants to be famous that, hey, if you, if you invest in these technologies, which is going to make the industry holistically better, then potentially we can do better work in the long term. Yes and no. So I think we didn't want to reward something that didn't absolutely stand for excellence. Um, yes, I understand that we want to incentivize people to, to enter again in, in forthcoming years, but the problem is that um, a lot of people tend to emulate past winners as well. So it starts to set a strange precedent. And um, I think we need to be wary of not, not awarding participation, but um, rewarding excellence in the space. Uh, there was objectively no one in the space who we would be able to compete internationally within that. And I think we were also quite strict with ourselves in terms of what we meant by innovation. So innovation and novelty aren't necessarily the same thing. I don't think anyone did anything interesting enough with, um, with VR specifically that felt like it was on brand, on strat, and that it needed to be there from a, from a sort of communications and impact point of view. Um, and that is ultimately what we're about as the bookmarks as well. It is about impact and effectiveness um, and not necessarily novelty um, or participation for that matter. 
I quite liked what you said about uh, the difference between innovation and novelty. Um, obviously, sitting in a different panel, uh, we had a few instances where um, it became quite hard to to award for certain um, categories, and it was uh, innovative use of uh, sort of a media channel. Um, and I think where where we sometimes go wrong is we do not get that uh, clear distinction right um, because we had a lot of cases where a platform was used and because it hadn't had many use cases therefore it was innovative which is obviously not the case it's a novelty um, and just because you've included in some form of um, media plan or tactic um, doesn't mean that it meets the meets the mark um, but it is a challenge because I mean, you've both, again, made really valid points. I mean, we're setting the benchmark and we don't want to lower that, but yet we do want to incentivize. So when we're going into creating categories, do we not maybe need to have a conversation together to to state that perhaps the... Um, the criteria need to be adjusted where categories are new, you know, for those technologies that we haven't haven't necessarily identified um, and understood what fulfilling that potential looks like. I think the other thing I want to just, just tap onto that and kind of push the, the question to your side, Claire, is if we're saying that, you know, on an international level, um, those entries would not have competed, the bookmarks ultimately is about stimulating the local industry rather than benchmarking ourselves against the cans or the one shows or the DNADs. Um, how was you as a jury chair then set that up in a category where you see that, okay, there's very few entries potentially, and maybe the entries aren't that strong, but you still want to push a narrative as an industry to go, we have to incentivize in a certain way. So as a jury chair, how do you, how do you approach that? Because there was quite a few categories on your side that also had no awards in it. Yeah, I mean, there were no awards. Uh, we had quite a few with... Um bronze, bronze only, um, and some of those just, just there. And it, it was quite a tricky, you know, I mean, you're sitting in a room and you've got, I mean, if you look at who's in this room now, I mean, you've got the experts, you've got best in breed sitting, sitting around that table. Um, and it really was just about reminding everybody what we're looking for. Um, and I think our category was slightly different because it was really performance led. Um, so we weren't necessarily looking for those innovative um, and, and sort of the pizzazz. Um, it really was looking at how had you impacted your client's business and what were those results. Um, so it took on a different angle. And I think the struggle that we then had was um, we're not very good at proving um, the merit in the campaigns. Um, we we don't know what a good result is. Um, we don't necessarily know what the metrics are that we should be highlighting. Um, but you're right, I do think it is up to the jury chair to, to, to set that tone and just um, you do find yourself bringing people back to the table. Um, conversations very easily run off on a tangent um, and it is very important, I, th I think, to your point about the, lo the localization and keeping it relevant. Um, otherwise, I think we would have had far less awards if we hadn't. The IAB Benchmarking of Digital Excellence Series. How to win. This podcast is sponsored by Mark One. They've been making sense of technology-driven digital marking before most, offering the full suite of paid media services, including programmatic media buying, paid social, and search advertising. Check them out at markone.co.za. If we look at something, take some of the categories like um, like SEO, for example, um, or any sort of like organic search marketing campaigns that were done, um, something that had come up when we spoke to some people in the industry, they wanted to know specifically when it comes to something like that that's trying to measure innovation, right? It's quite a rigid discipline. So how do you actually go about doing that? 
This one was so difficult. Um, out of all of the categories that we went through, this was my personally most challenging one. Um, and there were two aspects to it because there was the paid search perspective and organic and they were equally difficult to judge. From a paid perspective, what we find is that people were putting forward their job. Um, <laughs> um, so the conversation um, that we had amongst ourselves was, do we award an entrant for doing their job? And the answer was no. Um, and it became even harder when we looked at the organic side of things um, because innovation in organic, and I think that was one category we might have just had one bronze, um, and that was quite clever. But it, it's it's hard to be clever um, with the likes of, of organic search. And if you don't have the technical capability in the room, I think it's even more difficult. So when it comes to technical, um, the technical aspects of certain categories, I think we need to be we need to be clever about who's sitting around that table. Is it not just as well looking at, rather than being clever about who's sitting in the room, is being slightly more clever in terms of how we, how we allocate points to that entry? So, so for instance, if, if creative excellence in a, top, or in, a, in a category as organic search is really, really difficult, do we not shift the metrics for that specific category to go, actually, it's going to be very difficult to innovate in that space and we lessen that and, and have a more focus on or a larger focus on the, the results itself and the approaches and the techniques. I absolutely agree with that because when you start to look at the organic category, um, it's very tricky to get organic right, but there's a lot of hygiene factors. So I believe that we should be awarding people for, for, for doing that piece incredibly well because it's incredibly strategic. Um, so I did notice when going through a lot of the, the category criteria that there are a lot of similarities. Um, and I do think that we could do better by the industry by pulling those apart a little bit uh, because it becomes very samey. Um, and I think that's where it goes wrong. Yeah, I mean, having had an ad, uh having had a hand in writing a lot of the category criteria across the board, um, I do think there's a lot more of that that needs to happen. We need to start teasing out when when creativity actually needn't be present at all on the rubric. But um, I would say, though, that, again, it comes down to that definition of innovation. I think for me and I think a lot of the IAB, the interpretation of what innovation means and in a very local sense is about resourcefulness and impact. So it's not necessarily about the creative pizzazz. Um, it's, it's got a lot to do with how much you could do with what you had available to you. Um, and I think that, that in most cases, we can confidently say that those guys did win. Um, but I think to Claire's point, if you entered what you do every day or what is expected of you at the, at the very least, we can't afford to be um, acknowledging that as the new benchmark. Um, it becomes really dangerous. And I think from there, I, I sort of shudder to think what, what future entries are going to start looking like. Is there a role in the, in the, in the judging criteria and, and just the, how the scoring works to give a mandated way of, of how you have to position your entries? So, for instance, to go, if it is paid social, for instance, to go, if you want to enter paid social, here is the template of the metrics we want to see and nothing else. Yes. And no. <laughs> I can see Ernst has got a lot to say about this one as well. So I'm going to get in there while I can. <laughs> um, so, yes, 
because it would absolutely help. Um, it would help us as judges find what we're looking for. But part of the joy in being on a panel is really interrogating an entry and finding it. Um, but it certainly, from an entrant perspective, would help you if if we didn't have to look so hard because sometimes we just can't find it. Um, but no, in the sense that we have agencies that excel in cre- creativity, and I feel that we would be limiting the entries. But then again, perhaps it's not the same for all categories, but then could you go out with criteria and benchmarks um, and templates for some and not others? I don't know. Um, But I would suggest that there are some that do require it, and certainly from a performance perspective. Um, Because the other thing that that we saw, which was was really troubling, was, I mean, you can't report on performance and say it was great if you don't give us a benchmark um, to compare it against. Um, So many of the entries um, went so far as to give great performance, um, but an incremental lift of 2%. Is that good or is it not? You don't know if you don't have something, um, sort of that that starting point. That's a very interesting point. I mean, this is something that we we actually discussed at length in, in preparation to this thing is to go, how do you as a judge go about going and saying, here is brand X, that is a mom and pop shop, for lack of a better term, versus a sell C or a Vodacom or whatever, where incrementally a 2% increase in Vodacom, you know, you were doing phenomenally well, but a 2% increase on the other one. How do you benchmark that across on a, on a performance category? I, I agree, creative is probably a little more interesting because that's more about the solution, but performance is about performance. Hmm. I think what complicates it even more is that we have very poor benchmarking across the board, um, specifically locally, um, and that we can't just benchmark by you know, what does a good in, like increase in followership look like? Um, we have to look at it within a certain category. We need to look at it according to spend. Um, we need to look at it, um, you know, is is it picking up from where it left off a year ago? How is it, like, there are, there are so many factors for us to bear in mind when measuring creative effectiveness and impact. Well, not just only creative effectiveness and impact, but overall. Um, I think it is it is problematic, and until we have a way of benchmarking per vertical, we're going to keep running into this. We looked at two different case studies where the one had a very flashy entry video, and it was a much bigger campaign in terms of elements and all that kind of stuff. But in paid social, you were supposed to look at the view rates, and the one's view rates that got a bronze was substantially better than the one that got a gold. There was no other context to judge it on in terms of a paid social category, uh, other than potentially the flashy video, and and we were going like, oh, did, did they get hard done by? No, yeah, I mean the judges are human, right? Um, yeah, yeah, and and I mean to that point, um, it does get. We do we do reach a point where sometimes they start to be quite samey, um, and in all honesty, um, and I mean I love what you said about followership because I never want to see that as a benchmark anywhere. Mm. <laughs> Um, and view rates, I wouldn't classify that necessarily as a benchmark either. Um, so I do think we need to give better guidance as to what benchmarks we need to see, um, without a doubt. Um, 
I'd love to see viewability come in. I'd love to see an effective viewable CPM, not just a CPM. Um, we need to start seeing the metrics that will give an indication of how well you bought media um, because that'll obviously feed into you know, effectiveness and impact. And I don't know, and, and to Ernst's point, um, we're not great as an industry at benchmarking. Um, there isn't a single body, and this could be the body, um, to set a base for that. So when you go into to any form of judging and you're not given a one-pager, how do you know what you're looking at? You don't. Um, and it's left to the 10 or 12 people or 15, you know, across Johannesburg and Cape Town. Um, not to thumbsack. But to guess. But to guess, <laughs> yeah. But I think something like a one-pager is much more useful than setting out a template um, although we want to, of course, champion the little guy and ensure, especially as a bureau, that we're not sort of tipping the scales in anyone's favor. Um, I think that knowledge of what it takes to win any award is um, pretty open knowledge. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a fairly Googleable topic. Um, I challenge you because if it was, I don't think we'd be sitting here having this conversation about sort of some of yes. the quality of some of the entries. Yeah, and I think it. I think it does. To be honest, I mean, um, at the at, at its most basic, um, entry formats tend to be a single one pager that sums up um, the basic insight, the idea, and the impact of an idea. Uh, you Google can winners. That's the first thing you're going to see if you click onto image search. Um, and I think that um, you know, as much as we want to incentivize people for entering, um, we also need to encourage them to treat this as inspiration like start looking to the guys who are winning and emulate that um the information is freely available we are an internet we're we're a, a digital award show um i i don't think that there's any excuse for us to um expect to be handheld through the process and i think especially as communicators if we can't communicate an idea succinctly and simply then there's a good chance that the idea isn't succinct or simple um, and probably not that effective. And I think that's what we need to be quite honest about. Um, you know, as much as we want to incentivize people, I think it's also about encouragement, equipping them, um, having these kinds of conversations about it. But it's not necessarily about giving them a leg up. And then, I mean, to flip it back to both of your perspectives, as judges, you obviously get to see all the work that comes in. You must get a sense of what kind of work you'd like to see more of. Yes. I'm going to steer clear of purpose-driven, um, but more purposeful performance. Um, essentially, every piece of work as an industry that we put out is the sole purpose at some point of delivering incremental sales or gains to our clients. So we have to have a better idea of what we truly believe is going to deliver that impact um, and it has to have a purpose behind it. I saw a lot of work that I felt was entered for the sake of an entry. I saw a lot of work that was distinctly created for another category and put through multiple times, it was very clear. Um, and I just, I, just p purpose, um, I'm, I'm just gonna leave it there, more purpose. Yeah, I think from my side, there was an element of playfulness and irreverence that I think should be central to anything in the digital sphere that felt a little bit missing. And I think it's something I often feel is missing in creative work in general 
happening locally. There's, um, I think budget constraints have a lot to do with it, but there's somewhere between wanting to feel like we're right and that we're, you know, not messing up um, is, is keeping us from trying and failing and, you know, just doing crazy stuff. Like if you look at some of the stuff that wins it can, we it's almost like we don't afford ourselves the chance to play in that space. Um, everything feels, well, I say everything, it's a bit of a sweeping statement, but um, it feels like it emulates something that kind of felt like it would have been a sure thing. And I think I would like to see in, in future entries a little bit more of that playful irreverence and, and sort of like a let's try it and see what happens, you know. Um, especially in the, in the innovation category where the onus on, on, on impact from a perform, campaign performance point of view isn't really as strict as it would have been in another category. I think that we've got a lot of work to do in turning that back around to our clients because I don't think it's that we don't afford ourselves the opportunity to be playful. I don't think our clients do. You know, I mean, just to sort of wrap things up, what Johan and I wanted to do is we wanted to get an opportunity to gain elements of insight into an industry that I don't think is often given. And I think for that reason, you both deserve commendation for coming and, and chatting to us because I think that it does a lot to open things up. And I think that that's super important, but I also think that that's been very helpful to us. So thank you both for being a part of this first podcast. Cool. Thanks. Brilliant. Thank you. The IAB Benchmarking of Digital Excellence Series. How to win. Today's podcast was proudly brought to you by Mark One. They're fantastic. They've had over a decade in digital. They're experts in ad tech. They offer strategic technology consulting solutions to businesses where they help audit and deploy the most cutting edge ad tech and martech tools available globally. Go check them out. Mark1.co.za. Hi. I'm Paula Halley, CEO of the Interactive Advertising Bureau South Africa, and this is the IABSA podcast, where we share smart, actionable, and motivating insights from today's foremost digital leaders to help you make better digital decisions through our connected culture and access to experts and expertise, both from across our local network of over 150 member companies, including agencies, brands, publishers, education, and technical specialists as well as our IAB global network in 47 countries around the world. We hope the conversations and stories you hear help you build best business practice and transform your digital marketing. In our first series, we are speaking about benchmarking digital excellence. Our launch episode looks at insights on how to win in digital, starting off with our very own Bookmark Awards as the benchmark for digital excellence.